G'day, g'day. Welcome back to Chat Theory. I'm your host, Chad James. Hope you guys had an awesome weekend. And what do you know, the first day of Parliament, Lydia Thorpe sensationally quits the Greens party. She now wants to represent the Black Sovereign Movement. She stated that she will still support the Greens on climate, but quite smugly in her speech, which I will play for you in a moment, stated that everything else is up for grabs and she has not yet decided on her position on The Voice. Apparently, she's still negotiating with the government. So what do the numbers in the Senate look like now? We'll take you through all of those details. We'll talk about the Greens. Also, this argument that she was voted in on a group ticket with the Greens, but now she's an independent. Does that sit right with you? It doesn't sit right with me. So we'll discuss all of this. Liv's waiting for me. Let's jump on with her. But before we do that, wherever you're listening to this podcast, help us out. Give us a five-star rating. Let others know you love Chad Theory. And remember, this podcast doesn't have ads. We rely entirely upon the support from listeners. So if you're able to, please make a donation via PayPal. There's a link in the description below. And also consider becoming a paid subscriber to get access to exclusive content and deep dives. So many of you have reached out saying how much you love and enjoy our deep dives for those members. So much appreciated. That's the stuff we love doing. But for now, let's get into Lydia Thorpe quitting the Greens party sensationally on the first day of Parliament for 2023. Hey, Liv, how are you doing? Hey, mate. Very excited about this. How about you? My goodness, what a day. First day of Parliament down in Canberra. So they, they go to church and they do all that and they, you know, do their thoughts and prayers for the uh, new year of Parliament. And then Lydia Thorpe full-on bombs Parliament, bombs Canberra with the news that she's quitting the Greens, sensationally quit the Greens. Look, let's just have a quick look at the important bits from her speech. She did a press conference. She's a very powerful speaker when she wants to be. Let's have a listen to what she had to say and then we can pick it apart and explain to everyone why this is going to have a material impact on this year's parliament and the rest of the term, in fact. Let's have a listen. I've told Greens, Adam Bant and the Senate president that I am resigning from the Greens to sit on the Senate crossbench. This country has a strong grassroots black sovereign movement full of staunch and committed warriors. Wow. And I want to represent that movement fully in this parliament. It has become clear to me that I can't do that from within the Greens. Now I will be able to speak freely on all issues from a sovereign perspective <laughs> wow. without yeah. being constrained by portfolios and agreed party positions. She does realise that she's a citizen of Australia. She's a senator of the Australian Parliament and she's not sovereign in any way, shape or form, right? I don't think she realises that yet. Yeah, right. Let's, let's keep going. Greens MPs, members and supporters have told me they want to support The Voice. This is at odds with the community of activists who are saying 
treaty before voice. This is the message delivered on the streets on January 26. This is the movement I was raised in. My elders marched for a treaty. This is who I am. I am not announcing my final position on The Voice today. I want to continue my negotiations with the government. There First you go. Nations sovereignty there you go. is crucial. Yep. But so is saving lives today. They could do that by implementing the Royal Commission into Aboriginal deaths in custody and the recommendations from the Bringing Them Home report. Simple. I want to thank Greens members, supporters and voters. For what? Who have supported me so far on this journey. You've got to wish she is. <laughs> your allyship, your activism and your ongoing support is critical to getting black justice in this country. Yeah, geez, thanks. <laughs> I'd like to thank, in particular, Adam Bant and Mayreen Faruqi, Greens leader and deputy leader, who have been strong allies. I'm grateful for their personal support and support in pushing the government to go further on truth and treaty. Wow, it's certainly one way to thank them, hey, Liv? Yeah, look at her facials too, hey. If she's heaps to smug. Yeah, yeah, she's heaps very, smug, very hey. smug. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I will continue to vote with the Greens on climate, <sighs> but I do not intend to comment further about my time in the Greens. Wow. My focus now is to grow and amplify Jesus. the black sovereign movement in this country. Oh, God. Something we've never had. I don't know why they're going about right wing nut jobs. Wait, Liv, you know what I was watching this before? Imagine mm. if there was a senator that like left the nationals and yeah. ran on like the white sovereign movement. They'd, they'd be in prison. 100%. They'd be arrested domestic terrorism charges. This is truly extraordinary, right? Like this mm. really is a precedent, isn't it? It is, yeah. Goodness, let's, let's continue. A little bit more. There is a black sovereign movement out there that no one wants to listen to. So I'll be their voice. I, will, I have spent my entire life fighting for justice to defend our sovereignty to save black lives. This is my goal. My strength and convictions come from a lifetime of activism, from my ancestors and from my matriarchs. Wow. who continue to say to me every day, keep infiltrating, <laughs> keep your integrity and keep the fire burning. Wow. Oh, she's certainly doing but, that. More importantly, Keep our fight alive. To my mob, I say this. Your strength is my strength. Your fight is my fight. Your struggle is my struggle. And I'm ready for what comes next in the fight for a future where our kids can be with their families, 
and where our people are not killed in custody. Where the chains that the system, this system, wraps around our people are lifted. Thank you very much. Wow, that was wow. extraordinary. My goodness. Fancy it's one that. way to um, make, you know, to put your point across. Isn't it one way to leave? Liv, that is, I mean, I don't know if this is racist, but that's like borderline, again, emphasis on the borderline here. That's borderline domestic terrorism. The way that she's speaking of infiltrating, I mean, you guys know what she means by that, right? Maybe explain it for everybody. To well, uh, well uh, I think it's pretty obvious, but yeah. she's referring to being a black sovereign citizen, according to her who is infiltrating the Westminster system. She's in the Senate trying to create change from the inside. I mean, many people say that about going into politics. I mean, let's not get too dramatic here. But the way that she frames it really, really, like if you change a few words around, <laughs> all of a sudden you're talking about something completely different. Wow. Liv, what's your initial reaction to this? Well, like I said to you earlier, I reckon this has been her own goal from the moment she got put in. Like maybe not from the moment, I think it might've been a back idea. And I think the last year it's become like a reality for her that she could probably pull this off. And I think the voice of parliament's been like that thing for her where she's like, maybe even if she did agree with it, she was always going to disagree with it. So she could do this and go out on her own, uh, like, you know, be an independent person in the Senate. And pull um or have control over a few other things because i know she's very active on her socials with saying this is what she wants from the government this is what her terms are the only way she's going to vote for a voice is if they do this and even then she wants a treaty to go with it so i mean she's been speaking about this for a couple of months now and she does a lot of um other like activist stuff i think it's her sister that runs the black greens movement and her uncle is the robbie thorpe who is involved with the pay the rent campaign so she's very her no. family's very involved yeah. I so, didn't know that. I didn't realize that until I think it was last week I was reading and I didn't really make the connection properly. Okay. And then today I was like, oh, that makes Have you got that there? Can, can you read it's out? It's on Wikipedia. What, can you show us what the pay the rent campaign is? I, I know what oh, it is. Oh, pay the rent. I'll find can it you, for you. Yeah. Can you pull that up? Because I think not everyone knows what you're talking about. From what I understand, and you'll fact check me in a moment, it's basically you go to this website and they encourage you to donate like 1% of your income like as rent to Indigenous people by virtue of them never having ceded sovereignty, something like that. The concept behind Why Pay the Rent is that Australia is founded on land that was stolen from Indigenous people. So the wealth that has been generated by that theft is disproportionately distributed. So all people who live here today or have lived here in the past have not benefited equally from the continuing dis position of indigenous people indeed many are deliberately and profoundly marginalized from power and the spoils of colonization however you can help this by paying the rent and um i'm just trying to find the price for it because it's very hard to actually find i think it's not you can very choose. easy to read page i think you can choose but they recommend one percent i've seen one percent somewhere yeah they've got ongoing payment plans or a one-off payment plan and they've got certain amounts but yeah we invite people to commit to a regular pledge of one percent of their income there you go if this is not what you can afford click here for other options right so that's her old man you're saying robbie Thorpe. her uncle her uncle okay uncle. very good good yep. good good all right back to lydia thanks for that little uh, aside if we look at 
the Senate now. Why does this matter? Why is this such important news? Well, let's go back to the Senate numbers. So we know, Livster, that the Senate has 76 seats in Canberra. That's our federal Senate. Uh, at the last election, 40 seats were up for re-election, okay? Because the Senate terms are twice as long as the House of Representatives, the lower house, right? And that's to ensure that there's checks and balances on, you know, the whims of governments in the lower house, if you like. Now, given that there are 76 seats, that means that you need 39 seats to form a majority. Now, we know Labor doesn't have enough to form a majority. They only actually have 26 seats out of the 76. So they're way off a majority. The coalition, they have 32 in total. That's the Liberal Party and the Nats. So they've got 32. And the Greens had 12 seats. So the way that it was going to work, or the way that it's been working, depends who you ask, mm -hmm. is Labor had 26, Greens have 12, that gets you to 38, and you need that one more seat to get to 39. So the balance of power effectively sat with David Pocock. That's why he's been such an instrumental part of the Senate last year after the uh, federal election. They've also got One Nation. They've got two seats. Jackie Lambie, she's got two seats. UAP has one seat. But now Lydia Thorpe has thrown that sort of into disarray because before when you had this sort of pseudo coalition of Labor Party, Greens and David Pocock, now you have Labor Party, Greens, David Pocock and you need one more. Enter Lydia Thorpe, enter Jackie Lambie, enter... What's his name? Uh, Babbitt, the UAP guy? Oh, the UAP. Is it Babbitt or Babbitt? I don't know. Whatever oh, I think it's Babbitt. Is. Babbitt, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. And then you have One Nation. They're never going to agree with the Greens and anything. So interesting now going into this year parliament, and mind you, she is there until 2028. Yeah, five more years. So she's only had one year on her ticket. So she had five to go. Now, David Pocock, because he's from the Territory, he only gets the same term length as the lower house. Are you confused? Well, the way it works is you get 12 senators from each of the six states and then two from each of the territories. Now, the senators from the six states, they get the full six-year term. But the territories, they've got two from each territory to make the cycle work so that you have 40 up for re-election every election of the 76. They go up every election. Those, those territory senators. That includes David Pocock. So Pocock, I, I reckon he'll get voted in again because the ACT seemed to think generally he's doing a good job. But it's possible that Lydia Thorpe's power will be even more material if David Pocock loses his seat and say, you know, Labor picks it up or the coalition picks it up, right? Or maybe even the Greens, who knows? So Lydia Thorpe is in a very unique position, Liv. Very. She's got a lot of power at the moment. Oh, yeah. And look, let's talk about the Greens as a party for a second. You know, there are people already and people have made this point. I mean, this isn't the first time that a senator or an MP in general from around Australia has defected and become an independent or gone to another party. So there's nothing new here. But the argument every time it does happen, Liv, is... Well, hang on. The way it works is, you know, there's a ranking system on the party ticket. The party gets the vote. If they vote above the line, we know that almost all people vote above the line. I think it's like 
90-something percent of people vote above the line on the Senate ballot. But the argument is you were voted in on a group ticket for the Greens. How can you now become an independent? Yeah, I think if you were a Greens voter, you'd be. Pre- I would be pretty upset if I was a Greens voter because, like you say, you vote for a group, so you're voting for the party, you vote for uh, what their policies are, what they believe in. And I guess if you've gone in, you know, she's only a year into it now, she's got five years as an independent, and I can guarantee she's not going to be fighting for a lot of the things she says she's going to be voting and fighting for with the Greens. Well, she's she got only said climate. I, from the way she was speaking, I would. we'll see how that goes. Look, she sounded like she had a lot of um, bad feelings about the Greens. Oh, yeah, 100%. Remember that bit where she said, I will continue to vote with the Greens on the but climate, I, mm. and then she paused and said something like, however. So clearly there's some animosity there about yeah. internal discussions regarding everything else except for the climate. So this is like a full-on circus now, you know, if it wasn't already. Just on the whole, you know, being voted in on a group ticket, you get the benefits of the funding from the party. You get the benefits from the marketing, the image, the branding. It's very different to run as a senator on a group ticket compared to running for the House of Reps as an individual. There's more involved. It's more personal when you're running for the House of Reps as a candidate, irrespective of whether you're part of a party or whether you're running on your own compared to the Senate. So this is well and truly going to rub people up the wrong way. She's definitely not making any more friends than she already had. But I think by virtue of her being such a pivotal part to that minority balance of power that the Greens had, I mean, they still kind of have it, but it's dwindling as time goes on. Now they're down from 12 to 11. But think back, Liv, to you know the bikey relationship that she had, Adam Bant didn't do anything about that. They couldn't expel her from the party. Even more recently, I mean, she was the spokesperson on First Nations people, and they made a deal with her, the Greens I'm talking about, to allow her to vote no against the voice. That's like having the climate change minister, what's his name, Chris Bowen, that's like having him with the Labor Party, but then the Labor Party saying oh, we give Chris Bowen permission to vote against our climate change policy. I mean, it's completely ridiculous. Yeah, he's given her whatever she wanted pretty much to keep her with, you know, with them and it's still not enough. So it goes to show that I, it's pretty obvious she's had her own agenda for a while. Yeah, definitely. And he's been held hostage to it. I mean, we just listened, you and I, to Adam yeah. Bant addressing the Singing media. Phrases. Yeah, he was being, you know, <laughs> really selective and uh, painting her in quite a positive light, basically acting like, you know, there's nothing stopping us from continuing this relationship in a, in a positive way going forward. She's always Place got support. Yeah, she's always got support here in the Greens parties. So it really sounds like she wasn't pushed out. It really sounds like she just got up and said, look, if you don't submit to all of my demands, I'm going to pick up and leave and start representing the Black Sovereign Movement. What? Well, it also begs the question, Liv, I mean, what were the Greens doing by endorsing her as one of their candidates? Didn't they realise that this was going to be an issue? I mean, she said herself that she has a history of being an advocate for black sovereignty. Didn't the Greens have any other options? I mean, this really did backfire in the Greens. This really is a sad indictment on the Greens' pre-selection process, right? 
they needed her, but he couldn't just easily get rid of her either. So if they didn't pre-select her again, I mean, she probably would have kicked up a very big fuss and they may have lost – it may have been a very big risk for them. I don't know. She's a wild card. Yeah, she's a loose cannon. Anyway, um, that's the breaking news on Lydia Thorpe. Uh, you know my view on this. I really think that we need to rethink the way – that we have these group voting tickets and what happens when someone defects from the party. For example, if you run on that ticket, you are bound by the party that you run on that ticket with. So if you resign from the party, you effectively resign from the parliament and then the Greens would then have an opportunity to nominate somebody else to take her place. The way it is now, you have people like Lydia Thorpe who basically just hold these parties ransom to whatever they want. It's a little bit different for like a major, major party like the coalition or Labor when they have so many more seats. But when you only have like 12 or 11 seats now, it really does give them uh, an outweighed sort of power balance when it comes to pulling off these sorts of stunts. I'm just thinking of the money factor too, like the amount of money that they would have used to campaign for the Greens as a general, like you know, she lost her seat in 2019 and then she was pre-selected. So she doesn't have a very good history anyway. So she was already getting, she only got in because of the Greens. She wouldn't get in if she ran as an independent. So yeah, mm. she's going to be sitting there happy as because she's got another five full years paid for to push her, you wow. know, her little agenda across. Like it's, it's unbelievable, really. I would be pretty upset if I was a Green supporter just on that alone. And she didn't even take questions after the press conference. No, she just, yeah. Wow, it was, what a she power was very trip. smug, wasn't she? What a power trip. She was on a, oh, she loved it. She had the floor. Oh, absolutely. Hey, listen, for all of you listening, jump on my Twitter, jump on my Instagram. My handle is at Chad Theory Show. Let me know what you think. Reach out to me. We'd be interested to hear what everyone else is thinking. Make sure you give me a follow as well so you can stay up to date with breaking news. That's at Chad Theory Show on Instagram and Twitter. Also, give us a five-star rating on the podcast app that you're listening to us on. Let people know you love Chad Theory. But listen, live tomorrow we will be coming at you guys with a deep dive into the John Barillaro Jobs for the Boys inquiry. That report has dropped. I haven't been able to get across it yet because we're dealing with all this Lydia Thorpe stuff, but I will spend tonight and tomorrow morning poring over that, getting out all the salient features so that we can bring that to you guys on tomorrow's show but until then thanks for tuning in thanks Liv for jumping on appreciate everything that you do especially on such short notice we'll chat to all of you tomorrow see you folks bye